Well, Alex, it's that time again for the most exciting podcast of the year. You know, we kickers had and, uh, kick, kickers and defense. Yeah, kickers and defense special. No, shoot me if I ever even try to film one of those. Um, you know, we put out our way too early quarterback rankings last week. They're not too early, though. It's only because we don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun and also the Baker trade is now in the books. Not that it really affects the quarterback rankings. Who um, cares? But I will say, you know, there is definitely no shot of there being a second tight end ranking podcast. This is the one and only. So this is the way too early and also the right on time rankings. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why, like, of course, you and me both want to talk wide receiver running backs, but we're kind of just waiting for that Sean Watson news to figure itself out and announce his suspension, which is getting closer and closer. And Kamara. Yeah, great point. And so it's, we don't want to record something. People are going to come back and listen to this in a month preparing for their drafts. And be like, why in the hell are they saying Kamara is a, a top seven back when he's suspended for six weeks? So we're we're kind of kind of knocking off the easy ones um, that aren't going to change much from an information standpoint, and thus we're talking about tight ends. Yes, but I think next week our hands may be tied, and we might just end up talking about running backs or wide receivers. So, so be it. You can handcuff me anytime you want. Ooh, baby. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! All right, well, that's enough foreplay for me for today. Um, If you guys haven't yet, you need to, at the end of the month, look at our website for the Sacka Sheet. The Sacka Sheet is going to be the one-stop shop cheat sheet everything you need this fantasy football drafting season it's going to have overall rankings positional rankings and tiered rankings we're going to identify everybody at every position that we are high and low on compared to consensus based on current adps and where we have them ranked compared to where the experts have these guys ranked so we have filmed more than 150 different player videos and i am trying to find the time to uh finalize everything and get it posted uh you will also be able to click a player name and it'll take you right to a video that we've recorded specifically on that player it's going to be sweet when it's done y'all should check it out so it's true and and every video recorded is not just publicly available on the youtube page which, by the way, if you haven't yet, you should go subscribe because we post our clips every week and waivers. We post our highest couple priority waivers every week on there as well during the season. But all of the videos that we recorded are kind of behind like a hidden like playlist. So you can only get access to it if you buy the sack of sheet, which, again, you'll be able to get if you go to the fantasyfootballsackos.com. At the end of the month, you can register for that. It'll be wonderful. Great. But that's not why we're here. We're here to talk about tight ends. And Jason, I I feel like tight end is one of those positions where you just really don't want somebody that sucks. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like you can kind of manage it if it's like a running back two or maybe a wide receiver two where they're kind of like 
up and down a little bit, but it's really, really nice to have a good steady tight end that, that you can rely on. Yes, I completely agree. Uh, I think that between tight end and quarterback, you need to get at least one of the top six guys at those at one of those two positions. And so, I'd much rather have it be a tight end because you'll be able to find a quarterback late with that potential. I agree. Uh, but I think the caveat is like looking at this and where we have dudes ranked, maybe tight ends getting a little bit deeper than years past. Like, I don't know. I'd be fine with Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Schultz, Waller. I'd be fine with Ertz, especially for the first six games of the season. And I think I'd be be fine with Hawkinson. And that's seven dudes. So, wow. Leaving out, leaving out Kittle. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna (laughs) sweep. I'm gonna just skip right past that one. I mean, you know, everybody thought that like Allen Robinson was a perennial wide receiver one, you know, quarterback be damned. And then last year happened, and I was the dude that was like, fine, I'll take A Rob. He's a quarter, he's a wide receiver one. And and then he got naggied. And I'm not going to say that that's what's going to happen to Kittle. I just don't know what the hell is going to happen to Kittle. I'm worried about what that offense looks like, especially in the red zone. And so I'm just, it's not that I'm like out on Kittle. I just don't like him at his ADP. And that's what today's discussion is. Where are these dudes going? Who do we think is a value? Who are we trying to land? So without further ado, I'm going to, actually twist this. I mean, everybody's number one chalk is Travis Kelsey. If it's not, you're wrong. I don't want to hear about what Mark Andrews did. With that said, I want you to tell me why the number one tight end this season is not Travis Kelsey. Oh, boy. Uh, I think the only way that he's not tight end one is if he gets hurt. You think that's the only way? I do. I, I mean, he was he was tight end two last year. Is there an argument an, for the offense Andrews with Tyreek? Like every every statistical category, right? Targets, yeah. receptions, yardage, everything. He was behind Andrews. He would have been wide receiver ten last year. Uh, would 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 Kelsey have been? And of course, that's with Tyreek Hill in that offense, and he's not there. So I just don't understand how you can possibly say that when Tyreek Hill leaves when he has 159 targets 11 or sorry 111 catches and 1200 yards nine touchdowns I just it's got to go to Kel- like it's not all going to go to Kelsey obviously because he had 134 targets last year but I would be shocked if he has less than that this year and 134 targets again was second only to Andrews who had 154 I think he narrows the gap at worst, if not overtakes that gap. So that we have him there because one, Mahomes is a much better quarterback than Lamar. Andrews got spicy hot once Lamar got hurt. And Travis Kelsey's just quite frankly the best tight end in NFL history. So like Well, what about this? The Chiefs last season were third in points scored per game at 28, 28.2. I mean, do you think that they score less without Tyreek? Like they have to. 
Right? Maybe a point or two less, but they still have a, a future Hall of Fame quarterback in Mahomes. So Okay. You, you saw what he what they like when I mean, just think back to the the Bills playoff game where Kelsey's like, they're not guarding me. And he's just like, Kelsey, run the route. And he runs the route and they get 30 yards and kick a game tying field goal. Like, they're just on another level that I I don't know. If I had to bet my life on something, it would be Kelsey being tight end number one this year. Okay. I mean... The Chiefs were fourth in passing yards with almost 4,800. So 280 yards a game. Kelsey's got to be the, and the first passing read. touchdowns. Yeah. And, and like if Mahomes is going to throw for, for 35 to 40 touchdowns, I mean, at least 10 of those are going to Kelsey. Yeah. Well, like, um, I don't know. It's, it's just not that hard. It's, it's Travis Kelsey's one. My issue is his ADP, which is. <laughs> Basically, at the end of round one, at pick twelve, which is which is real early. Yeah, but that's where he's been going for like the last ever. Like he's gonna go know. there every single year. Um. Uh, that makes him probably like wide receiver four or five. Then, generally yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. But it's like having the wide receiver four or five at the tight end position and just getting this outrageous point advantage over your opponent every week. Assuming that yeah, and if, gonna... and if you're in a one and a half points league uh, for tight end catches, oh, like the I, T premium. Yeah, like you can justify him going the top five probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm... yeah, he's he's great. There, there's really nothing else to say about him. He uh, he was tight end. Uh, Would you take him at the turn? He was tight end one both the previous two years. Um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, if if you trust being able to find a running back in at the end of round three, would you go Kelsey sit- running back, or would you think about going running back running back? I think you and me are both in on the the running back, running back, find wide receivers late because it's easier to chase the targets and easier to predict. Uh, But at the same time, with some of these running backs and how late that they're going currently, like I I think you actually can justify it. Yeah, and and I know that you can get Brandon Cooks in round five, Dalton Schultz in round six, and Russ Wilson in round seven. Like I'm doing mocks, and that's just round five through seven for me right now. Yeah, and so if that's the case, then you're not taking Kelsey in round one. You you're cool with with Schultz later. Um, yeah, it's dude. I love Travis Kelsey, and he's a badass. But the ADP is just that's too much. I think for me to ever spend on a tight end. Yeah, and you're taking him before Diggs, Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Debo, um, the running back position before Swift, Chubb, Kamara, who's pending suspension. Barkley, Aaron Jones, Lenny, so, Zeke. Right. So I just, uh, I think you can justify it if you like Travis Kelsey. And we have somebody in our league yeah. that always takes Travis Kelsey in the first round. So what are you going to do? Not much, but move on and try to target somebody else. And maybe that person is Mark Andrews. Uh, Last year's tight end one just put up absolutely bonkers numbers um, with uh, Lamar and what? 
I'm blanking on the backup's name, Alex. This is Lumley? me. Yes. I wanted to say that, but I couldn't think of the first name. Is it Tyler? Yep, that's correct. Look at me. I just... Okay, never mind. I just got to be more confident and say, Jason, you know it. It feels like a guess at the time, but you're right. Um, yeah. And that was kind of a weird offense last year for them, too. I know that they were down in rushing t- attempts from years prior because they were out both Dobbins and Gus Bus. Um, that just the whole offense didn't really feel right to me last year. And Lamar ended up chucking it more. And then you had Huntley, who looked better than Lamar at times. Um, I won't say that and, too and loudly. J- just for the record, he, he's definitely not better than, than Lamar. No. But he, no. he had a couple. I mean, he had a, a big game against Green Bay, and that's when when Andrews went off. And so it feels like he's better, but really he just threw the... Uh, he basically threw every pass to, to Mark Andrews at the end of the season. <laughs> which, which is when his stats, you know, took off because he wasn't necessarily scoring touchdowns, but uh, his targets starting in week 11 were 10-10, 9-11, 13-10, 6, and 16. Like, of course he was going to put up big numbers. Um, so Mark Andrews is currently going in, in the middle of the second round ADP of 19 and a half sure you don't like Kelsey at the one are you going to take Andrews in the second no I don't think so only because there's a couple other guys that I think have better value that we're going to get to and talk about uh, and I don't really trust Lamar well, and I don't trust them to pass as much as they did last season. I think that they'll be back to being one of, if not the Leeds, league's heaviest run offenses. So, Yeah, he is also the wide receiver one in that offense. Uh, Bateman's not going to be that guy, especially when Hollywood's leaving. Andrews was pretty much already wide receiver one in that offense previously, previously anyway. Um, we, we have him ranked at two. He's going there. And it's a threshold of, you know, I think we say this every year, just keep mocking, mock, 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 figure out what happens if you do take those guys early, see the guys of what your team would have looked like if you, you know, flip whoever you took in the second round when you took Andrews and take the guy after him or a couple guys after him and be like, would my team look better if I would have had one of those guys instead of Mark Andrews? And then you do the opposite of wherever tight end went. If I would have taken a tight end here instead of, uh, let's say, Jamison Crowder, just as a random name, which wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense probably, but like, and you flip them and you're like, well, I think I like my team more. So that, that goes to show that you shouldn't take a tight end, wait a little longer. So it's, it's just a preference thing. Uh, if you like Mark Andrews because he was the number one tight end last year and was simply fantastic, then you should take Mark Andrews. It's fine. He, he averaged 14 and a half points a game. He had 30 more fantasy points than any other tight end. He was great. 107 catches, 1,300 yards on 154 targets. He was great. That he was. Um, This is interesting. I mean, the the ADPs by these guys, it's like Lamb is going back to back with Mark Andrews, and I'm just going to go Lamb every time. Yeah, I don't think that's particularly close, honestly. But... Okay, that does it for me for Mark Andrews. Um, somebody, I'm starting to have changes. Man, I don't know. Maybe a small change of opinion on is Kyle Pitts. Um, 
I don't think we, as the fantasy community, are appropriately factoring in how horrible Marcus Mariota is at playing NFL quarterback uh, into <laughs> Kyle Pitts' draft position. I think Kyle Pitts is currently being drafted as if he still has Matt Ryan throwing him the football because he's going right now in the middle of the third round. And that's just not the case. Marcus Mariota couldn't hit the broadside of a barn in Tennessee. And I just, I don't want to pay third round draft capital to have Marcus Mariota throwing to my tight end or Desmond Ritter, I guess. But he's like a really talented tight end who lines up the wide receiver a whole bunch. So he's pretty much their wide receiver one as well. Drake London is a stud. He's not a stud. He's the first drafted receiver in, in April's draft. Drake London okay. is an absolute stud. I My problem is Marcus Mariota. It's the same coaching staff that was there last year when Pitts had 1,000 yards on 110 targets as a rookie. Like... Again, I, he finishes the seventh tight end last year. Hey, but that's all fine with me. I mean, you, for the record, when we did the rankings initially, you had him at three, I had him at four. That's fine. I'm just, I'm starting to regret. I have, I have ranking you regret should, right now. Yeah, you should flip him in Schultz, which is what I did. I want to flip him below Schultz. Part of me wants to flip him below Waller. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. Marcus Mariota is not good at playing NFL quarterback. So I I just think that it's not, the targets are going to be there. I just worry about what the quality is. Yeah. They're also going to have a really great game script every game where they should be getting their blow, their doors blown off of them. And that'll be true. That, that, that will be absolutely 1000% true. So I, I do think that factors in whether he's a, you know, he could be a garbage time hero here. Uh, Kyle Pitts. Garbage time hero. Yeah, but like, again, this just makes me, I just like other dudes so much more than that because of the situation. Like, okay, hold on. I guess redraft, he, he, you draft the situation he, for me in Dynasty, you draft the talent. Kyle Pitts has all the freaking talent in the world. I just don't like the situation a whole lot for him. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, but he 110 targets last year, only one touchdown. So this yeah, comes... That's going to happen right. again. Uh, I, he'll have more than one, but to your point, if they're not going to be scoring that many, if they're not going to be scoring that many points, how many touchdowns is he going to get? Like, are, are you really going to bank on a seven or eight touchdown? God, year? no. So he, so he, right, so he's scoring a touchdown every other week. If I told you the line was five and a half, would you go over or under? I'd probably take the over. Oh, really? I would make yeah. that. A, I would make that a board bet. Okay, that's fine. I'll write it down somewhere. I have that's it. Wonderful. I think. Yeah, I mean, I you said five and a half. I, I think I would take the over. Yes, I said five and a half TDs. Okay. Uh, just for the record, our current board bets is more fantasy points, Dak or Rogers, and I have Rogers. I'm not sure why what I was doing there. Uh, over under Hunter Renfro catches of 71 and a half, and I have the over. <laughs> and uh, 
Why are our board bets always terrible? And now we have over under. Uh, you said six and a half, five and a half, five and a half. No, I said six and a half. No, I said five and a half. Yeah, five and a half TDs. All right, for Kyle Pitts. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Over under. How many? How many touchdowns for George Kittle, our next tight end? Oh, that's a good question too. Wait, actually, hold on. I'm sorry. I I read this wrong. That's the where Kittle is going next in sleeper, but he is our, not our next tight end. Our next tight end at tight end four is Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Uh, that's, Dalton that's Schultz. Correct. That, that's the correct ranking. Dal- Dalton Schultz is currently going as tight end seven. He's ranked sixth on ESPN and sixth on Fantasy Pros. He's our tight end four. Probably by the time these rankings get done being resituated, I bet he moves up to tight end three over Pitts. Um, yeah, better for us, offense, I agree. better offense, better quarterback. It was stud last year, top three finish. Like Dalton Schultz is a, the real deal. A quiet, and, a quiet top three finish. Yeah, and for some reason he's being drafted in the sixth round. Like he's. He's the tight end I want in every draft because I can get him in the sixth. And I'm probably going to take him in the fifth. No Cooper. An injured Gallup. Bye-bye Cedric Wilson. That means more targets. Still a Mike Mike McCarthy offense that's going to throw quite a bit. Schultz had 104 targets last year. Cooper's targets are going to go somewhere. Dalton Schultz. He'll have some fun in the middle. Yeah. It's, yeah, he's he's great. I, I the uh so I, I do want to talk to you real quick. So two years ago when we first did this podcast, we thought that Zach Ertz was going to be the best tight end value. We had him as the third tight end going. We you know, he's the Eagles. Wentz has thrown him the ball. Best value in the draft. And he finishes as tight end 32. Last year, we put the kibosh on Darren Waller, who we almost wanted to rank higher than Kelsey last year and didn't, but we wanted to because we thought he was another love the value, can't miss, he's going to have a ton of targets, and he finishes tight end 19. Yeah, he got are hurt we do- though. Are we doing that to Dalton Schultz again? Like better is, not is, be. is is he our guy that we're putting the kibosh on? Dude, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a stud. He was tight he end was three a last, stud last year. I know. I know. Like, Trust me, I know. That's where I have him ranked. And that's where you will have him ranked. Yeah, I think I'll move him over Pitts. Yeah, so last year, Schultz, 78 catches, 800 yards, 8 touchdowns on 104 targets. He averaged 10 points a week. Uh, which is pretty, pretty solid. And he, he's a guy that I think we're both going to be looking at a lot. Um, like, yeah, he's a, he's a quieter under the radar guy. And he had some, he had some monster weeks last year. I <sighs> just. Third in receptions. Can you can you can you hear my child crying in the background I, right now? I can, yes. That's what everybody's gonna do when when they're facing Schultz on a <laughs> given week. He had 104 you. targets. I just 
sixth in targets, third in receptions, and sixth in yards. Kaplan, a fantasy football podcaster, already at the brilliant age of two weeks old. I think what he a, is what a guy. screaming that he loves you and agrees with our analysis. Does this make me a bad dad for sitting here and talking about fantasy analysis as my child is screaming? Uh, or it makes you a great fantasy football analyst. One of the two. All right. Well, we'll leave that up to the people to decide. I'm pretty sure that just makes me terrible. But hey, that's why we're here. Talk about fantasy football. Well, hopefully, child hopefully he likes our uh, analysis of our next player more. And that is Darren Waller. Tell me, why is Darren Waller ranked as uh, tight end five when he finished outside the top 12 last season? Well, yeah, I mean, th- that is true. Uh, he finished as tight end two the year before that. He was injured last year. And you saw Hunter Renfro's emergence. You have Devontae Adams there now. There's just a lot of mouths to feed. He's really great. I just think it's harder to get him any higher uh, than where we have him at five with with the guy like talent wise. Yeah, top five tight end. We have him there. So yeah, you got a, you got a big contract. That division's going to be great. We've already talked about it a couple times already. But there's just a lot of competition for the targets. And can't you see them? Like, because it's all about touchdowns. So, are they going to be force feeding the ball into Devontae Adams? Hunter Renfro is one of the best route runners in the foot in football, and so they're going to have to double team somebody. So, who whoever they're not double teaming is who they're going to throw the ball to. So, it it could be Waller. Yeah, I actually like Waller more this year than I think I. Than I like. I want to say I liked him more this year than I did last year. That's not. La- that's not true. But it's not. It's not true. I like him less. But I think part of me likes him more than the field. Even though the field kind of has him ranked in the same range. I just, I see, I, I do see a world where Darren Waller finishes as a top two tight end. Because I think that the presence of Devonte Adams is going to actually help Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller struggled immensely after the rugs fiasco. Uh, and he was basically bracketed on every play, especially in the red zone. Um, and the presence of Devonte Adams on the other side means that they are not going to be able to do that anymore. And so that's why I inversely have that fear of Travis Kelsey now. Um, but yeah, Juju's there, whatever. It's not freaking Tyreek Hill, though. So back to Darren Waller. I think that the addition of Devontae Adams helps. I think it helps that offense. Last year, they averaged 22 points per game. I think that they're going to get higher towards that, you know, 27, 28 points a game with yep. the addition of Devontae. Um, Renfro is or may be one of the best slot guys in the league. Um, they still have Josh Jacobs, who is a hammer on early downs. So I just, you know, I hope that they don't turn around and hand it to Josh Jacobs every time they get inside the five. I hope they still kind of, you know, shimmy Derek Carr out there and hit Darren Waller a few times. But 
Um, I think that that entire offense looks better. I think that they do a lot better than 22 points a game, which was basically middle of the pack in the league last year. So, uh, yeah, so and just, also the fact that they have a brand new coaching staff, I look for that to be better um, with Josh McDaniels. But well, right, and and that's what I was going to say with McDaniels. So Hunter Henry, easy God, easy for you to say. Terrible. Hunter Henry was tied for the league in touchdowns last year in in McDaniel's offense. He had nine touchdowns on 75 targets, you know, tied with Knox, Andrews, Kelsey. So he know McDaniels clearly knows how to use a tight end. He's shown that whether it was Aaron Hernandez, Gronk, Hunter Henry, like they know how to get the ball to the tight end. So if anything, that actually would say it's, it's better for Waller. Yeah. Like, I don't think that Waller is, I don't know. I don't even know if he's much of a value. Like he's he's going in the beginning of the fourth. Ugh. That's okay value. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure it is. It's just that because you could. So I mean, you're, you're sitting there. You, yeah, but you you're sitting there with a, a two number running one back, running two back. receivers. Yeah, like. You have, yeah, top and that's why he's back. going there. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a fine pick there. You're either gonna going to take him or a quarterback there. Well, you have two running backs already, and probably a receiver. And you're like, do I draft my second receiver or Darren Waller? Like, yeah, I mean, in fairness, like you are getting the injury discount. I just wanted it to be like when somebody has a down year, you expect them to go later. Like, I just want. I, I think you are getting a discount here. I mean, Waller's going the second last year. So, I, I th- getting, yeah, he getting was him going, after the third is pretty pretty good value, honestly. Yeah, he's going to the beginning of the fourth. So, there's there's a value there. It's just, uh, it's just I'd, Dalton. I'd much, rather, I'd much rather have him than, than Kittle, who's going to pick before that. Yeah, it's just Dalton Schultz is going two rounds after it. And Dalton Schultz didn't have a down here. He finished his tight end three. Like, all roads lead to Dalton Schultz. Anything else on Waller? Are we talking about the first? I hate this. Okay. I freaking hate this. Um, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye. Proudly. George Kittle. Maybe one of the best Iowa tight ends to ever play ball. And I don't know what he's going to do with Trey Lance. Like, uh, there's rumors that Trey Lance is horrible, and that's why they haven't traded <laughs> Jimmy G. Like, I don't believe them. Like, everybody saw what Trey Lance could do and think that he has a lot of talent. Um, and I'm not even really down on him for that reason. Like, I don't, I don't believe that Trey Lance is horrible at football narrative. Um, I do believe that Trey Lance is going to siphon a lot of touchdowns away from the skills positions on that team, which could affect George Kittle's value. And for that reason, I have Kittle ranked sixth. I just, I'm not going to spend an early fourth round pick to get Kittle and his immense number of talent when he hasn't stayed healthy. 
Andy has, to me, what amounts to a rookie quarterback who's starting like his fifth game throwing to him. I'm not going to draft him in the fourth round ahead of Waller, Hawkinson, and Schultz. I'm not going to do it. So, like, for me, somebody else is going to get Kittle. And it's not like I don't like the guy. I love the guy. He's one of the most talented tight ends in the league. But it's the situation that has just too many question marks on me for me to draft him at the beginning of the fourth. And it sucks because I freaking love the guy and I think he's awesome. Yeah, games played for Kittle since he came into the league. 15, 16, 14, 8, and last year was 14 of 17. And to your point, what to do with Trey Lance in games they both played last year. In week four against Seattle, he had four catches for 40 yards on 10 targets. 10 targets, though? Yeah, against Houston in week 17, he had one catch for 29 yards on two targets. Could you imagine spending a fourth round on that? It, there's too many unknowns. I, I think we're we're both in agreement. Uh, we both have him at six. He has the upside, but I also feel like you're kind of drafting a ceiling because between the Debo rushing touchdowns and the Trey Lance rushing yes. touchdowns yes. and the Eli Mitchell rushing touchdowns, and they drafted Ty Davis Price. So how how many passing touchdowns is Lance going to throw? Let's say. Being generous, you say 20 passing touchdowns. Some of those are going to Debo. Some of those are going to Ayuk. Some of them are just random Kyle Juszczyk touchdowns or whoever. And so that doesn't leave that much for for Kittle. It just, it just doesn't. He had uh, 71 catches, 910 yards, six touchdowns last year on 94 targets. Um, but yeah, we can't really justify getting him above six six touchdowns that's uh that's pretty freaking rough and i would hate to even guess the over on him getting the seven or somehow to double digits i mean it could happen but i just unlikely yeah so for that reason i will probably not be landing george kittle in any draft and it's going to suck because like the dude, especially used to, in the beginning of the fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a value for him. If it was Jimmy G, I would smash him in the beginning of the fourth. I would smash George. Good. Like he used to go at the turn from the second into the third. And now he's going a full round, round and a half later. But still, uh, still no, no thanks because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position. If he hits, Hey, congrats to whoever did it. Um, but it will not be either of us in drafts. Yep. All right. Next up, we have your guy, tight end seven, Zach Ertz. So good. Um, okay. Like I said earlier about Pitts in Dynasty, you draft for skill. In redraft, you draft for situation. And Zach Ertz has a lovely situation cooked up for himself, especially to come out this season. So, uh, Ertz was clutched on the stretch for Kyler last year uh, after being traded to the Cardinals. True. He had double-digit targets in three of the last four games and nine targets in that fourth game. So, he was basically money for double-digit targets every game. Um, You know what happened during that same stretch? Oh, DeAndre Hopkins was out those last four games. And guess what? Six game PED 
suspension for DeAndre to start this season. So what does that mean? To me, pretty much damn near double-digit targets for Zach Ertz every week for the first six weeks of the season. Um, I think he comes out of the gates white hot. Uh, he's basically my number one tight end target if I just whiff on dudes. Like, if I'm out here whiffing on Dalton Schultz and TJ Hawkinson, and, like, basically after that, I'm just going to sit an extra round, and I'll take Ertz in the seventh or eighth, because I know he's just going to be money um, to come out to start the season. So that's that's why I feel that way about Ertz. Yeah, we both like Ertz quite a bit. He was uh, he was great down the stretch. To your point, uh, Hollywood Brown there doesn't really scare us. I uh, he's actually a really great uh, grab and trade guy potentially too, especially if he does come out of the gate hot, uh, and and then you trade him uh, b- before Hopkins comes back. Um, you know, maybe parlay him for for another wide receiver and and find a tight end on the scrap heap somewhere. So. Yeah, uh, the the only downside, I, I guess, a little bit is, you know, how many Kyler rushing touchdowns are you going to have to deal with? Is James Conner going to be that touchdown jackhammer that he was last year? Uh, Ertz only had three touchdowns last year uh, in the games that he played with uh, with Carolina, which I believe is ten of them. So he he's he's fine. Uh, we have him ranked a little bit higher than where he's going, which is, uh, currently in the middle of round eight. So yeah. I Tight mean, end 10 on fantasy pros. Oofta. Yeah. That's a little bit low, um, for where we think he should be going. I'll say, okay. Uh, talk to me about your guy next. Mr. TJ he is, Hawkinson. Also he is my guy. Fellow Iowa Hawkeye. Attaboy, TJ. Go Hawks. Yeah, so I guess I got a little bit cute with him last year because I had him ranked as tight end four last year, um, which, I mean... He was a top five dude to start, though, and then he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, he finished as tight end four in 2020, so it's it's not like it was outrageous to have him ranked at four. And, right, he was great until he got hurt and then like a modern St. Brown kind of came on. We don't think Detroit's going to be great this year. So game script is still fine. He missed five games uh, last year, but when he was healthy, um, like he, he had the seventh most points per game at 9.6. Um, and I, I can see myself having stock in him again this year because I feel like what happened last <laughs> Last year was all the guys I liked the year before that I kind of lagged off on the following year, then got good again, sort of thing. So I like I, I do trust Hawkinson, actually. Yeah, I do too. Um and I think if I miss on Dalton Schultz, I would still be happy to land Hawkinson. They're basically going back to back. They're only separated by five picks right now in ADP. We have him ranked uh all the way down at eight. But the reality is he's going higher than that at current ADP. Hawkinson is going at tight end six right now. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of high, I, I guess, um, for for where we have him ranked. But like again, if you miss out on some of those other guys, and you're sitting there like, well, might as well pull the trigger on someone. It's him or Ertz. 
Um, I I get it if you have to reach a little bit to get him. Uh, I would prefer to not do that, but I understand it. Yeah. All right, that's enough uh, Hawkeyes. Let's talk about Dawson Knox. Dawson (laughs) freaking Knox. Yeah, so basically he was a stud in spurts. Until, Until he wasn't. He was a stud in spurts. Um, he was just hyper efficient. What did it? We calculated it out. It was like a touchdown, like every 12 catches or something obscene. I don't even know, but the guy was absolutely incredible. Um, hyper efficient last season, big play after big play and an awesome red zone target for Josh Allen. I had the Josh Allen Dawson Knox stack and that was pretty naughty. Um, I just, I don't know. Nine touchdowns, 71 targets last year. 49 catches, nine touchdowns. I know you hate when I say it. But 41 catches? All, 49 catches, nine touchdowns. 49. It's like, it's like one every like 5.3 catches. Yeah, five and a half. One that a touchdown every five and a half catches. You're telling me that's not sustainable? It's not. And that's not a world I'm, I want to live in then. And I'm going to say the wonderful thing that you hate me saying is this pure regression. It's like we kind of said the same thing about Bobby Tanyan last year where he had. (laughs) Yeah, we did. Like 10, 10, you had 10 touchdowns. That could come roaring back this year, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and I he Tanyan's actually a great tight end sleeper this year. Um, Like he's not even ranked on in the top 20 of ESPN like and which is just wrong um, that's it's insane so anyway there there there's some regression here and you know you I think you do have to worry a little bit about OJ Howard coming in from Tampa Bay just just a small bit not not all that much James Cook as more of a goal line back taking away some of those touchdowns I mean, Knox had the 20th most targets at the tight end position last year. 18th most catches, dude, 15th most in yardage, and he was buoyed up by those nine touchdowns, which was first. Dude, it's none of those dudes. It's freaking Taylor Gabriel and the four touchdowns I saw him score in one playoff game. Like that, that too. It's it's freaking ta- Taylor Gabriel that is scaring the piss out of me if I draft Dawson Knox. Like they have a legitimate number two wide receiver now. Yeah, only three games with more than eight targets. Uh, Dawson Knox. I I get wanting the upside of that offense, but I I mean I guess he is going tenth in on sleeper. His uh, he's going in the middle of the eighth round, so it, you don't have to pay a huge price to get him. The middle but, of the eighth round, I think, is early for tight end ten though. Because like, how many more tight ends are going at that point? Two. Yeah. Right. It, right. Like you can wait another four rounds and just take whoever's left at that point. Yeah, like if you're doing that, then I'm I'm just waiting. But yeah, no, that's fair. Ugh. Okay, and and it should be noted that we did have Gronk ranked uh, here, uh, but we're leaving him out because he is retired. Uh, so if like, yeah, could could we talk about him? Sure, but. Uh, He's yeah. he's retired. Until he unretires for a second time, uh, he can stay there in unranked land. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's that's the story on Dawson Knox. It's just there's not more to add. It's just drafting for pure upside and hyper efficiency and saying that the Bills are going to score a bajillion points every week. But also like they have that random ass wind game where random like, ass running. Oh, no, not that random wins. ass running backs, but the the random wind game that they played against the Pats where uh, I think Mac Jones probably threw like two passes the whole game and they had like yeah, 50 running attempts pass in the first half. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like there's also Buffalo weather, but that's not something I really hold them against, but sure. hold against that's them. Why Tyler Bass isn't a great fancy kicker because yeah, of fancy exactly. playoffs. Um, I said that we're not doing a kicker defense podcast and I freaking meant it. So <laughs> cut the shit. I'm it was I just comment. We're not we don't have to do a whole podcast on it, although I would love that. Talk to I think me the about, listener I think the listeners would love that too. By the no, way, if wouldn't. you want if they you wouldn't. want a kicker and defense podcast, Shut please up. tweet at the fantasy football the FF Sackos on Twitter. Please tweet Dude, at Jason. We're about to talk about our tenth tight end. Nobody's even listening anymore. Please. Um, they've fallen asleep when we started if talking about Dawson that, Knox. Tweet at Jason. All right. Talk to me about Big Dicky. I mean, Mike Gesicki. Um, do I have to? So th- this is like an offense that you're looking for mouths to, to be fed here between Hill, Waddle, and Gesicki. The, the math doesn't add up very well unless they throw the ball a ton, which maybe they will. And if that's the case, then I think two is going to be like a, like a top 12 quarterback if if all those guys are good but it, it kind of comes down to a numbers thing and I mean Gesicki has been really really consistent if you look back so last year he finished his tight end 11 uh, the year before that um, where is he, he finished his tight end 7 uh, and the year before that he finished his tight end 11 so 11 7 and 11 the last three years is where he's finished uh, we have him at 10 um, no, he's got a proven track record. Um, we like him more than Dallas Goddard because uh, we just don't really like Dallas Goddard and and what that offense looks like. So it, we just think there's going to be more opportunities for Gesicki uh, to score touchdowns in this offense more than Goddard. So that's why we give the slight edge to Gesicki. Um, but yeah, it it's because he has the track record. He's proven to be good. And uh, Goddard's never really proven it other than based on potential where Gesicki's kind of flown under the radar a little bit, at least uh, in my from my point of view over the last three years. I don't know. I feel like Gesicki's been like is like the perennial tight end sleeper. Like, oh, my God, this is going to be the year that freaking Gesicki finishes as a tight end, like top five. And it never happens. Great. He got close with the seven. But. Um, you know, I just think that there's too many mouths to feed down in Miami. Like Mike McDaniel is great and Frank Smith is their OC, but it's going to be the Mike McDaniel offense from the 49ers that he's taking with him. And we saw what that can do for, um, for George Kittle. Yeah. Like we, we saw that Kittle's featured, like was featured and they're going to find creative ways to get them ball into Tyreek and Waddle's hands, a la Debo in uh, um, San Fran. But 
I just think that there's too many mouths to feed, and I'm not convinced that Tua is a top like 15 quarterback in the league. And yeah, and if that's the case, then how like the all their skill guys can't be uh, can't be great. No, they can't all be great. Somebody has to be the odd man out. They're going to be, I think, try to be occasionally run at times run heavy. Um, and so I'm out on I'm out on Kasiki. Yeah, um, it, we do have him ranked higher than Goddard, uh, who, who's the next guy that we have. So the last three year guys, Goddard has finished as 10, 20 and 10 versus Gasicki's 11, 7, 11, which is funny. They're basically like the same guy. Um, and uh, you have uh, you have Goddard dealing with uh, Devonta Smith. You have him dealing with AJ Brown now. So it's it's very 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 similar, right? Quarterback that isn't a great passer, and two wide receivers that that need their targets. And here's their tight end. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I have nothing to add on Dallas Goddard. I won't be drafting him. Um. That's just yeah. So God, Goddard's currently going as as tight end eight on sleeper uh, right at the beginning of the seventh round. Gesicki is going as the twelfth tight end uh, towards the end of the ninth round. Um, so we just like the value for Gesicki way better um, later. Yeah, and our last uh, tight end is Robert Tunyon, who I actually have ranked ahead in my personal rankings. I have ranked ahead of both Gesicki and Goddard. And to me, this is all about opportunity. And I think yep. that Bobby T has a lot of that coming his way with all of the vacated targets in Green Bay. You lose MVS, you lose Devontae. Yes, I said MVS before Devontae, um, but you lose those two dudes. And that's a whole heap and load of targets. I think they lost like the uh, they're in the top three for most vacated targets. It was like some obscene number, like 250 plus vacated targets this season and so i think that they're going to be scrambling to find dudes that can catch balls from aaron Rodgers this season and i think that robert tunyon is going to be a safety blanket of sorts for a ron this season so if i punt on the position which i will be really pissed if i do uh it is because i have just missed and dudes were and i'm sniped if I am sniped all the way down at tight end and I'm just getting sniped and sniped and sniped, I'm going Bobby T in the last round. Yeah. Um, Rodgers trusts him and there will be an adjustment period and he's proven that he can put up a, a really great season. I mean, two years ago, he was tight end three. And he was he hurt double last digit year. Tight downs? Double, double digit touchdowns? Yeah. On like 52 targets or something like that. 54 targets and 51 catches or something like that, if my memory serves me correctly. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, any other uh, tight ends that you wanted to talk about? Um, There's more? We're lower on Cole Komet because you don't like him. I do like him uh, as, a, as a late dart throw. Um, we, we have him at 17. Sleeper is going 13. Uh, ESPN, he's 15. Fantasy Pros, he's 14. He just had a, sh- a shitload of targets last year. Um, they're not going to score that much, though. So that's that's why I think we're we are a little bit lower on him. Eighth most targets, twelfth most receptions, 
12th most yards and no touchdowns for Cole Komet last year. Um, so he he's definitely a sleeper um, that, that you can be looking out for. Do you have anybody else you wanted to, to chat about? Is there any other sleeper tight ends? I mean, do we need to find more Iowa Hawkeyes? Like, do you want me to talk about Noah Fant? No, nah, I don't think so. Um, no. Logan Thomas is like a stud at times that can never stay healthy. And he yep. probably has the best quarterback in his career in Carson Wentz. So there's that. I mean, Evan Ingram used to be relevant when he could stay healthy. He's still out there. So like if you if you want this. Hunter Henry uh, led, the, led them, uh, led the league in, in touchdown catches last year with nine or he's at least tied for it. Pat Fryermuth is somebody that people are high on and somebody that I really want nothing to do with um, based on their quarterback <laughs> situation. Um, CJ Uzama was kind of hot at times last season and Hayden Hurst is now him in Cincinnati. And the word is out of camp anyway, that Hurst has looked like he's ready to go and is, you know, Oh, Hayden Hurst, the ninth ranked tight end in 2020 after he fell off a cliff last year. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's dudes, I mean, you, you can throw, if you miss on Kittle, Andrews, Pitts, Schultz, Waller, Kelsey, Ertz, Hawkinson, then, <laughs> like, if you then, miss then on you the top well eight dudes, you miss you the top well eight wait. dudes, I'm just throwing shit at the board, and I'm probably just going to draft, like, two tight ends and see if one of them pops, does something in the first week. Yeah, and and Cole Cole Komet would be would be a fun target for that. Um, yeah, late in the draft, I have no problem with that. I yeah, just, if he sucks, you just drop him and find somebody else. Yeah, I just don't really know what the Matt Eberflus offense looks like. So it's going to be great. Um, Jason, anything else from a tight end perspective? I don't think I have anything else from a tight end perspective, but we do have. Newsy stuff. That's right. We have our first newsy stuff segment of the year, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we mentioned it at the top of the pod. Baker Mayfield has been traded for, I think, a conditional fifth round pick. <laughs> fifth rounder. Uh, Num- two- number one overall guy. Number one overall guy. Oh, man. How the mighty have fallen. Um, conditional fifth round pick. Puts him in Carolina. What does Baker Mayfield do to that offense? What does it what does it do for Robbie Anderson? What does it do for CMC? What does it do for DJ Moore? Is like are there more dudes we should be talking about? Should we talk about like Tommy Tremble at tight end? Probably not, but probably not. Um I don't know if it does a whole lot. I don't think it changes your rankings. If anything, it probably solidifies those guys wherever you had them. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they're going to go lower. Um, the, whatever the combination of Baker and, and Darnold is, it's got to be better than Darnold and, and, and Cam Newton was last Woof. year. Uh, Let those dogs out. And like Baker has shown flashes. Like he, he misses high a lot. But yeah, he's know. very average. 
He's an average yeah, he's, NFL quarterback. He's just average. Like I, I love the fact that if you could tell Panthers fans back in 2018 that you didn't have one of the top three picks, but you ended up with two, two of the first three picks in that draft four years later, that they'd be like, huh? Huh? What? Um, no, so I, I, I think it solidifies DJ Moore's value, honestly. Um, but that's about it. And, and Robbie Anderson did have over 100 targets last year. Um, it, but, yeah. but, but a big part of that was because CMC was out. For me, it solidifies CMC as the number two running back. I'll tell you what. I think that that offense could do some stuff now with Sam Darnold not there. I think Sam Darnold got maybe the screw job of all screw jobs just in his professional NFL development under Adam Gase and Adam Gaseland, as we used to call it, um, like instead of Teenage Wasteland, uh, for those not getting the reference. But... Teenage Gaseland. There you go. Um... I just, I, I think that DJ Moore could be a value now. Robbie Anderson, maybe like the steal of deep, the end of sleeper. the round. Yeah, like he deep. should. I will be picking up Robbie Anderson at the end of drafts now just to see if something happens. Look, Baker didn't really do a great job of supporting two receivers in Cleveland in OBJ and Jarvis Landry. But like Landry was good for stretches. OBJ and him just never really clicked. So I yeah, think in, in two thousand in two thousand eighteen, his rookie year, Baker had twenty seven touchdowns, thirty yeah. seven hundred yards. The following year he had twenty two touchdowns, twenty one picks. Twenty twenty, twenty six touchdowns, eight interceptions on thirty five hundred. Like he's he's above at like he's an average quarterback to slightly above yeah. average. Last year he played hurt the whole year. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, again, he's he has the potential. I'd be shocked if he isn't playing over Darnold, honestly. Um, but I guess what we'll does it say about the Browns to shit on your number, like the Browns fan base to shit on your number one quarterback draft pick who got you your first playoff dub in like twenty some odd years? And you run his ass out of town. Like, what a brutal franchise. Yeah, they clearly didn't like him. Um, and they just really, really liked Deshaun. Who isn't a great person. And is probably not going to play this season. Probably not, no. But don't worry. The, the Browns organization will only be out a million bucks because of the way they structured the contract. Right, they and, still got Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, yeah. There you go, Jacoby Brissett running his ass out there. Oof. Any other newsy stuff? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Marion Barber passed away due to heat stroke. Uh, Whoa! Which, I did not catch that. Which uh, he was a really great Cowboys running back. Him and uh, was it Julius Jones? Dude, uh, he had like time. one of the most obscene runs of all time. Was like backwards like 20 yards and forwards uh, oh I forgot I have to, I'm gonna post the clip if you're not following me on Twitter I'm at Jason Shellcross I yeah, will post tweet at him and tell, tell him you want a kickers and uh, defense bottom I will post I'm sure it's already being posted <laughs> but uh, holy crap um, wasn't he a Chicago he was a Bears running back too for a stretch 
Yeah, correct. He was he ran out of bounds on on a in the Tim Tebow uh, comeback win uh, against the Denver Broncos. That's what he's well no well known for in Chicago. But yeah, he he was great. Died of heat stroke in his apartment. Yeah. Oof. Apparently, it it looks like he was potentially exercising, and he was trying to make it a sauna in there, and and passed away. So sad. But he was a great running back oh, when he was no. around. So R.I.P. to him, and uh, that sucks. That's horrific. That's very sad. Oh my goodness! He, um, Big Ten running back Marion Barber Ford and Gold, Golden Gopher. Um, that's, oh, don't you know? That's awful. But okay. Do you have Sorry. any positive news that you can end on? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's fine. We should probably cut it there anyways. We're coming up on an hour. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep an eye out for the Sacco sheet. And uh, man, RIP Marion Barber. That's rough. Yeah, sorry to bring that one up. Uh, hey, we made it. Another episode. 105. I, I, don't they say that you have to do something for like 10,000 hours before you're good at it or something like that? Yeah, which means we have to do 10,000 of these. So it's going to be a while. Yeah, like that's like 30 years of this. And um, I, I like, I don't know if we're going to make it. Imagine how Drew people will be. Oh, God. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.